Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. made a valuable point saying look if you trade zion for the first pick or anthony davis you know what you're getting and yeah. anthony davis and it's the same in business you know most people you know they're they're super excited about the company who has a lot of traction but they're not doing business uh as opposed to being super excited about the already established business that's you know making revenue and they've done this already Hey Grinders, for a limited time, I am opening back up my lines and offering all of you listening an opportunity to book a free 15-minute call with me. There's only a few rules to this, um, one being just be as detailed as possible when you do book the call about what you are looking to speak with me about. Um, and number two, if you're looking to be a guest on the show, there's no need to book the call. Please just email me with your information and we can take it from there. Um, but really look forward to booking the call. You're going to see the link in the description of this podcast. I look forward to speaking with you. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I sat down and interviewed with Marcus Damas. Now, Marcus is a second-time guest on The Daily Grind. If you want to learn more about Marcus's story and what got him to this point in his life, feel free to go back uh, and listen to episode 176, which came out July 6th of 2018. Marcus has an amazing story. A lot can be learned from that. And the reason why we sat back down for a second time is because Marcus's company, Fueled by Culture, is doing some absolutely amazing things. It's a new partnership with Forbes and some amazing things going on at that company. Fueled by Culture is a talent-oriented creative and event production company founded in deep personal relationships with the drivers of today's attention. Um, You're not going to want to miss this episode, everyone. As always, be sure to sit back, grab a pen, grab that notepad, and dive deep in today's interview with Marcus Damas. Enjoy. Well, Marcus Damas, welcome back to The Daily Grind, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's great to be back. It's great that you are back. And, you know, for those listening um, who are just hearing this, you know, for the first time, I interviewed Marcus back in episode 176, July 6th of last year. So if you want to learn more about his story and uh, what got him to where he is, his life in basketball and how he transitioned out, be sure you go to 176 and I'll share that link. And, you know, uh, Marcus, like obviously since July 6th, a lot of things are happening. You know, we see you on social media and through your, your company is really growing. What's, what's new, man? Yeah. So I'm super excited to share with you our partnership with, um, Forbes, Forbes magazine. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, and what that partnership entails is, you know, experiences as well as content. Yeah. You know, so the traditional Forbes 
um, you know, mediums and or media just under the lens of culture, pop culture, popular culture, and kind of diving into individuals they haven't, um, you know, dug into in depth before. Like they've, they've covered Diddy, they've covered Eric Thomas before, but not in depth the level that we're going to. Awesome. So how did this come about? How did this, you know, partnership, like how did talks start? When did this, when did this all start for you? Yeah. So, you know, it was a, a vision, you know, the agency model is, you know, it's, it's a little different. You have to get creative to kind of find revenue streams and, you know, keep your company alive and, you know, well. So, you know, we were thinking of creative ways and, you know, how to align ourselves with, you know, prestigious brands and, you know, create these sort of franchises within, you know, already existing platforms like Forbes. Yeah. So it took a lot of, you know, hustle and, you know, cold reaching out and, you know, connection with the right people at Forbes. Um, and initially I was connected with Tom Davis, the CMO of Forbes. Of course. And, you know, he loved everything we had going on, our vision, and, you know, he wanted to jump on board and that's, that's where the partnership came about. That's amazing. And, you know, for people out there, Marcus, uh, say listening who, who are a little bit unfamiliar with Fueled by Culture and what you do, can you just give us a little snippet in terms of what the company is and what you guys help people with? Sure. Yeah, we're an experiential marketing agency. We found most, most of our success in experiential marketing. Um, we also do branded content for clients. Uh, we worked with clients like Lyft, Postmates, Avion Tequila, EA Sports, um, all of their games, just short of UFC. Um, that entails Madden, NBA Live, more. Yeah. Um, and that's, like I said, events, content. And what's really special about us is, you know, we bring unique relationships with talent, um, whether that's NBA players, NFL players, artists. However, you know, it's all under the lens of culture, hip hop culture, popular culture, and just, um, things of that nature. Yeah. And, and you've really built, I mean, you built the business very quickly since like, you know, finishing basketball, things happen very rapidly for you. And you put a lot of attention and you put a lot of focus into building relationships, right? 100%. You know, building relationships is, you know, how we got to where we are today. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, for people listening who are, you know, getting started in something, like when you talk about building, like when people hear, you know, building build relationships, right? Like, what are some things that you did in order to do that? Because people hear it all the time, but having sort of that tactical stuff is is maybe what they don't really get. So, like, what are some things you did, you know, especially early on to to start really building those relationships and creating those connections? Yeah, adding value is the you know key component. Yeah, um, I think we might have dug into that as well in the last episode. Totally, uh, someone was there uh, here. Um, so you know, they, adding value to individuals is probably the you know key component to our success. And you know, we doubled down on just just because you know time's important and everybody wants to, you know, everybody cherishes their time, especially the the most of the people that all of us want to connect with. They, they value their time. So, you know, we just figure out ways, creative ways to add value and, you know, bridge these kind of friendships. Most people want to do friend, uh, business with their friends. So yeah, that's our model. Totally. So 
what's new for like what's what's the main focus for fueled by culture like what's your main focus for 2019 like what do you what is the company what are you guys moving towards here yeah building franchises um we're super excited about like i said this forbes franchise um you know we want to build that and, and let it have legs of its own and you know kind of really give that give that um you know make that a tentpole in culture where you know people look to that for um content they can learn from or events they can learn from um and then parallel to that you know you know kind of just put our foot down and, and let you know, the world know you know what we're doing and you know looking for other franchises like that that with prestigious companies who've already built their name that we can kind of jump onto and you know put it under the lens of culture yeah so since like the first initial maybe talks with say Forbes, right? When you start to deal with bigger companies like that, like how long did that process take for you to be able to strike a deal with them? Oh, it took a while. It took a while. Um, yeah. A lot of back and forth. Um, you know, but the process is, is the fun part. Yeah. You know, that's the fun part. And, you know, just kind of pitching and helping them understand your vision. And in parallel to that, just, you know, showing them what you can do outside of, you know, actually doing it with them, you know, just showing them some of our past work or inviting them to um, an event that we've done, you know, just letting them, you know, see the, the sophistication that we, the, the approach that we take and, you know, everything of that nature. Yeah. And what is it like? Now, all of a sudden, I mean, when I see on your social channels and, you know, Food by Culture, you're starting to get really recognized throughout, you know, um, this world and with a lot of things going on. What is that? I mean, that's got to feel good from just over a year of doing this to all of a sudden the, the, the recognition that you're getting and all the other people that you're helping. Yeah, you know, I really try not to get caught up in that stuff just mm. because, you know, it's there are, there are a lot of successful broke people, you yeah. know, I don't want to be one of those guys that, you know, <laughs> broke celebrities and I'm, I'm around all, a lot of them, you know, and it's, it's something that I try to avoid, you know, it's our wins, you know, we like to make sure they have some kind of, you know, something analytic to it or something that, you know, ties to the success of the company as opposed to me getting a mention somewhere or the company getting a mention somewhere, you know, yes, it's cool for the followers and for, you know, just to the world, yeah. you know, but we really want to make sure that it has something of merit tied anytime we get praised. No doubt. How many broke celebrities do you see? And obviously not like huge celebrities because obviously they're not super broke, but like how many, how many of those people do you see? About six out of 10. Wow. Why is yeah. it that why is it that they have all that that they sort of have I wouldn't say like a celebrity status but they're known but yet they're broke? Why do you think that is? Um, with the Joneses, man, they see uh, you know one guy has it, and they're also putting on a show. Right? Mm. Like an artist, it's okay because they have to be appealing. They people have to worship the ground they walk on, um, so they're putting on a show. But others, you know, they just want to keep up with the Joneses. They want to you know, buy the big chains, the nice cars, nice houses. Everybody wants to show that they're successful and that they've arrived. Um, not knowing that, you know, people don't want to, people don't, you know, naturally, in my opinion, people don't want to do business with people who have arrived. 
Mm. You know, interesting. They, they were they want to do business with the people who are hustling and you know working their butt off because they know all right you're gonna get 110 percent from this guy as opposed to the guy who has 20 cars and 15 houses on Instagram. Yeah, Gary V talks about that all the time, right? About like the the fake even you talk about kind of fake celebrities. There's fake entrepreneurs out there who get the VC money and look to the outside world like you know their company's really profitable yeah. they're rich but i mean in all reality of they're not 100 percent. funny thing is that I, I ran into him yesterday oh yeah uh, i had an event and we were talking a bit about this and something in line with this just we're talking about i don't know if you're a basketball fan but yeah totally um Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson. He and I are big Knicks fans, so anytime we connect, we talk about the Knicks. Got you. And you might want to cut this snippet and share it. <laughs> but he, uh, <laughs> no, but he, he, he made a valuable point because we're Knicks fans and we're just talking like, hey, you know, Zion, you don't trade that pick because this guy, kid Zion Williamson is, he's he's going to be franchise changing. Yeah. And you know, he he made a valuable point saying, look. If you trade Zion or the first pick for Anthony Davis, you know what you're getting in yeah. Anthony Davis. And it's the same in business. You know, most people, you know, they're they're super excited about the company who has a lot of traction but they're not doing business, uh, as opposed to being super excited about the already established business that's, you know, making revenue and they've done this already. Right? So and that's true. the Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson. Like the, everybody's super excited and pumped about the unknown that they wouldn't trade the unknown for already proven product in Anthony Davis. Now, do you think that that's like common with, say, outside things? Like when, like I know you're into partnerships, right? Is is it difficult to balance looking at more established companies with new and upco- upcoming companies? Like, is it tough to sort of balance and look at which ones you want to connect with? Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's not so much in our case, but I can see where people come from in that from that standpoint. But, you know, for us, we more so have a vision. And anytime there's a brand that is aligned with our vision, we kind of just attack it relentlessly yeah. until we get some kind of feedback that is fulfilling to us. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, when you are trying to align with another company what is like because what i want to dive into here is like people who are trying to find that partnership themselves but at what point do you go from just adding value adding value adding value to asking for something back in return does that make sense yeah yeah um you know i think it's it's you'll know when it's right yeah you know i'm i'm always a service first person um, until I feel, you know, back to fulfillment, until I feel fulfilled, like, all right, I did you enough service. And I don't usually go into things. That's why I add so many people value, because I don't usually go into things saying, look, I'm going to do this for you, and I need you to do this for me. You know, mm. it's really just me being a good person and adding a ton of value to people. And, you know, out of, out of kindness, in the event I might need something, hopefully it does come back. And I'll tell you the origin of that for me. Okay. You know, being a, a young African-American male, you know, my parents are both first-generation American. And mm-hmm. I think we dove into this before as well. Yeah, yeah. They're both first-generation 
um, you know, Americans. I am actually immigrants, both born in Haiti. Um, they didn't come here with a large network or large resources. So I kind of had to make up for that, you know, lost opportunity and legacy. Yeah. Or, you know, like there's a lot of people who can tap their grandfather, you know, like this guy did business with our family for 50 years. I'm going to give him a call. He deserves, you know, like, yeah. you know, I had to kind of overcompensate as far as, you know, playing catch up in a sense. That's why I like to tell my team we're down 20 points every day. Yeah. Um, your, your founder's an African-American man, just down 20 points every day. So we have to come one super correct. And we also have to, you know, add this world a lot of value. We have to put in the world more than we're taking from the world. Mm. Yeah, it's so true. And you, you have to kind of create that for yourself, right? Because there's, there's families out there who, it was inter- I heard recently, Marcus, like um, from somebody, I forget who it is. I wish I could share his name, but he was talking about how life's a journey for some and for others, it's a process. And for the families that are a process, those are like you know, the richest families in the world because they've, it's been proven and they just show their children like, this is how you do it. But for others, it's a journey because you have to get to that point. And that's ultimately what you ultimately would want to create. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is I couldn't imagine an, another way. Yeah, because it's so much sweeter. You know, the return is so much sweeter when you have to work from it for it from the bottom up. I, I almost, you know, it's it might sound crazy, but I almost feel for the people who were born with it because mm. they can't, they don't know, like, they don't know how precious what they 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 don't know how to value it. Yeah, you know, like I like I I've never spent a night without a, a bed you know so i don't know what it's like not to have a bed yeah you know what i mean so i might <laughs> this might be unappreciated in a sense you know like even covers you know like there's never been a time like i don't appreciate covers because there's never been a time i haven't had it it's true does that make sense yeah totally it's like you don't you you don't appreciate like we as a society you don't appreciate the small things because it's never been taken away from you 100%. But, you know, in my case, like I grew up without money. So, you know, when I can make my own, you know, it's sweeter, you know, or you mm-hmm. know, when I can take my family on vacation or afford certain things or even build this business that we can all be proud of, it's a lot sweeter as opposed to saying, look, my dad handed this to me. Yeah. Um, it's been here for 100 years. It is what it is. I'm going to the club tonight and I'm spending $100,000 anyway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, but you're right. It's it's you value what you have when you don't have it, when you didn't have it before. And I think that makes you work harder and harder and harder and keep striving for more. And I think it it it's built a solid foundation, especially in someone like yourself, because you can understand and you'll be the person where one day when you have made it to that sort of status and have the money, you can do good things with it, right? And I think that that's really important. 100%. Yeah. So for you, Marcus, you know, fueled by culture, you got big things coming in 2019. Um, for, say there's like a person out there who could come and add value to you. So obviously you're working on a lot of projects. Like what is something that right now you feel like you wish someone could come in and really help you with? 
Um, one, that's a great question, actually. I guess the best answer would be if somebody can come and add me value is to come and figure out what I might need that I'm, I'm not seeing, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't have an instant response. Yeah. So there might be somebody that can come and, you know, dissect this thing. Because when you're in the, in the trenches, you see things differently. Yeah. Um, that's why you get some of the best advice from, you know, people who aren't doing half the shit you're doing because they're on the outside looking in. True. You know? Yeah. So true. Well, I mean, you surround yourself with those people. I like even Gary Vee and uh, I saw recently that you sat down on a panel with David Meltzer, who actually just came out on the show today. So, I mean, when, when you surround yourself, it's amazing, oh, cool. right? When you surround yourself with people like that, it's the it's the value you get back. And you're, you're right just from the start of what you'd said and from the show we did earlier. It's like just adding that value, being a good person. And when you do that, like so many things come back to you. Yeah, one, 100%. I couldn't have said it better. Um, you surround your people yourself with people uh, like a David or a Gary, and you know people who kind of have the, you know, like-minded things as far as like giving and being service first. Um, and in parallel to that, you know, they've been around for a while. You know, they've yeah. been in up and down markets. And, you know, when you just first start a business, you know, you sometimes you start in a straight down, sometimes you start in a straight up. There's no one better than you can, you know, learn from somebody that's been there through good and bad while having their own companies. Mm. You can learn so much from those kind of people. Yeah, so true. You know, last time we spoke, obviously you're big into personal development and learning and developing your mindset. What are some things that, you know, for, for people listening outside of what we talked about before, what are some things that you're you're doing right now? which are really helping you sort of win the day, um, be able to, to get up with a positive mindset and attitude every single day? My man, that's a great question. Um, cause I've been this year, I've been super, um, intact with, you know, just my mornings and winning the day. Nice. Um, you know, one of the biggest things for me is focusing on my marriage and making sure my marriage is a success. Mm. Um, same with my kids, making sure they're happy. I get up at 5.30, you know, I take time for myself, mine, um, I meditate, you know, body, I go to the gym, you know, my spirit, you know, I, so I wake up at 5.30 and then my wife gets up at 6.30 and we spend that time together, you know, just working on our marriage and, you know, doing this, going on a spiritual journey together. Um, and that affords me time to work heads down. You know, I've spent that time with my wife. Um, and then after, after work, you know, I get to spend that time solely on my kids. You know, Mm. we get to spend that time focusing on our kids. So, you know, it's, it's, it's full circle when you can spend that time. You you can only love unless you love yourself. So I spend that time for myself. Um, and you can only have success when your, your core is great and intact. And that's why me and my wife has spent numerous hours making sure our marriage is intact and putting our love first. Um, and you know, money makes you more of what you are man. and you know, we're happy. So my goal is to go out there and make sure my family can be happier. That's awesome. That's amazing. Is that something that you've learned or is that something that you always sort of innately had just that understanding of that you like sort of everything needs to be connected? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you said it because I didn't I never put my finger on it until the moment you just said that. But I I've, I've always had, you know, it's it's always been innate where, you know, things have been connected for me hmm. in in a sense. Um but I never put my finger on it until just now. So thank you. Yeah, of course, man. Well, it sounds like you you're very self-aware and it's important, right? Like all the things you just shared there, it's important because when there is a disconnect at home, it funnels into work. And when there's a disconnect to work, it funnels into home and you need to be balanced. Like you need to be working on yourself. And I love what you just said about, you know, working on yourself, because if you can't love yourself, that doesn't funnel over into other things. And sometimes you got to be selfish. And I think that a lot of people give, 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 but aren't selfish enough. Does that make sense? 100%. Um, you know, I guess I, in a sense, sometimes I'm selfish to a fault. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I actually, somebody wants to take some of my time and it's not really worthwhile. It's very cringy yeah. for me. Like, you know, I'm sure you feel it like, yeah. shit, like one, you don't want to be rude. And it's like, <laughs> it's just like a burn in your gut. Like, dang, this is my time. You know, you can't get this back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely important. Yeah, it's so true. It's it's more that learning to say no, right? Which is so difficult, but it's so important. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Saying no, it's yeah, and that's a big step for people. You know, it doesn't because saying no doesn't come natural, no. right? Because you grow up in a home. You know, most people have families, and it's not just them. And they, you know, they have to share. They're yelled at to share. They're yelled at mm. to you know, go help your grandmother bring the bags inside, you know, you can't say no to those kind of things. So when you step in the real world and it's just you and your family's relying on you and, you know, people asking for your time, you know, it's something you have to learn to finally start, (coughs) excuse me, finally start to say no. Yeah. And I think it's difficult too, even, you know, building on that when you get older and there's social pressures, right? Like you don't want someone like when you get older you don't want people to dislike you and you feel like if you say no that you know they're going to tell their friends and their friends going to tell their friend and there's going to be something there and it just creates that like just really negative but weird sort of feeling right but for you marcus uh, for people out there who want to connect with you again want to learn more about what you're doing follow along on your journey where's the best place they can go yeah you can follow me at Marcus Damas, M-A-R-C-U-S, D-A-M-A-S, on Twitter and Instagram. You can reach out to me. I'll get right back to you. And you can follow the company on Instagram, Twitter, at Fueled by Culture. And you can visit our website, fueledbyculture.com. Amazing. I'll share all these links. And I'm sure if you listen to this episode and you listen to the previous one, you're going to know that you know connecting with others, adding value, if you feel like... You want to connect with Marcus, add value to him. Look at what he's doing. Feel like, you know, uh, add something that could really help them. Take the time, research, and uh, I'm sure Marcus will come out and really help you back. And um, Marcus, the way we're going to end the show here on The Daily Grind today is uh, I'm going to give you the floor. And, you know, last time you left us off with an awesome thought, which was a a Kobe thought. I think it was shoot your shot unless Kobe will. That was you, right? Yeah, that was <laughs> man. That was a fan favorite. So let's do the same thing again. Uh, you have the chance today to share uh, with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today. Wow! So I have to I have to dig in the bag again. You got it. You can dig it in. Don't worry, man. 
Oh, Maybe man. just something that you're pondering uh, or something you're thinking about, something you're interested in. Yeah, one one thing that I would say is uh, don't sacrifice your mission for comfort. Hmm. Um, sleeping in, you know, uh, taking the easy route or put, putting something off, you know, don't sacrifice your mission for comfort. Um, your mission has to be larger than a quick nap or larger than, you know, anything that'll, you know, set you back even for, even, even if it's a five minute setback, 30 minute setback, your mission is far greater than that quick, uh, moment of comfort. Love that man. And as you can see from this interview, everyone, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Again, for a second time, we had the honor and chance to speak with the amazing Marcus Damas. Marcus, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, man, and coming on the show here with us today. No, thank you. It's a blessing. Pleasure is all mine. And everyone, if you like today's show, you found value in it, be sure you hit that subscribe button. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you think and share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.